Hello everyone, we are back with another episode of the Amflesh Podcast. And this week we're going to talk about something very much related to decision making. And that is looking at it, well looking at things in general through the, what do you call it? I mean Lawrence and I like to talk about this quite a bit, like even from before. So like we, we tend to call it risk to reward, right? But uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be that exactly. Sometimes it kind of is more like effort to to reward, right? It's uh, but but the general idea, I think, from just that alone, uh, kind of already, you know, it's it's kind of well established. So I want to get into, you know, our thoughts on why that is important, and also maybe even give some examples of. Uh, you know, common everyday decisions that that you could apply this to, and also bigger decisions that you could look at with this uh, framework, right? And one of the reasons I personally like to bring this up is actually because it is very much a principle that is in, that is right adjacent to a lot of uh, my ideas and the way I make decisions, right? I would say it is uh, almost a lot of what I talk about in my blog posts and stuff I probably have brought up on podcast episodes. Those things, they are extensions of this this uh, as a base, really, right? So I a lot of it is more just uh, this, but with nuance and with uh, uh, personalized and uh, subjective approaches, right? But this idea is very much in the center of that it really acts as a foundation for it so uh yeah let, let's uh let's get right into it any initial thoughts on the risk to reward ratio in decision making guys i'm goaded the be all end all it's too good <laughs> that's the initial thought that's a good initial thought it, it really shows the importance of it the, um, I, I think it's one of the first things you think of, if not the first, when mm-hmm. when you when it comes to any decision or majority of decisions, I'd say. Um, yeah, I feel like it takes it takes a good amount of your brain power when when it comes to decision making. Mm-hmm. risk reward factor or, yeah, for or sure. effort reward factor yeah so uh you know a lot of times we'll talk about how people aren't really thinking stuff through or that they're taking a very short term uh, approach to things right uh, and i think uh, what you're talking about factors right into that and it is something like this is something that takes a lot of effort right this is something that when you're talking about someone who does actually think things through would use, right? It'll be at least one um, way to describe that. It'll, it'll be a major aspect uh, of the decision-making process, right? So mm-hmm. I have described in a couple of ways of how I make decisions, right? So one of the things uh, I put simply, one of the ways I described it, right? was that, you know, I'll look at a situation I'm in and I'll be like, hey, so 
am I gonna do this or not, right? So you have to decide. And I'm like, hmm, so what do I get out of this? If I don't get anything out of it, then obviously I'm not gonna do it. If I don't get anything out of it, the action, well, if I do get something out of it, then it's like, does that really make my life better, right? Does that contribute to my fulfillment? And then if it doesn't, I don't do it, right? But if it does, then you get to, okay, well, what are the other things I could be doing with my time? And uh, do I get more out of those things, right? And, uh, you know, so that's a very simple way to describe uh, one of the ways I, I make decisions. And that, that in each of those things, I'm essentially just using a more nuanced version of this, right? So other way I have described my decision-making process is that just looking at, hey, you know, this is the situation I'm in. These are the options that I have, you know, and then and then just looking at the potential consequences of each of these options and looking at what you get out of these options, then finding which one fits the most, right? The, uh, fits the most with what you want, right? The one that's gonna get you into the situation you desire the most, right? So there, there are different, you know, differences in phrasing, differences in kind of thinking about it. But essentially, the idea is is the same, right? That's how I tend to describe my decision-making process. And obviously, like I've said, even in the beginning, at its core, it is essentially the risk-to-reward uh, ratio, right? It is the effort to reward ratio and um yeah so so given your initial thoughts and given my description of that let's talk about why it is important right and uh i don't know if either of you want to start it just uh i, feel like... I don't know oh you can go ahead raymond oh, okay yeah i, I think it gives you the initial because if you're making a decision where there's where the reward isn't what you actually want mm -hmm. right or the risk factor is too high then chances are you probably don't want that decision mm -hmm. but if you don't know about it or if you don't really think clearly about it then long term wise like afterwards it's it's something you might regret or have consequences by you know so i think i think it is very important to think about those things when it comes to making a decision um for the best of you know personal interests as well mm -hmm. right um yeah so yeah uh, with what you're saying i would summarize that as like clarity right i think that's uh, that's a huge part of it it just uh making sure you actually think about each each of those things right and making sure that you know you know what you're hoping to get out of it you know what you could potentially get out of it and you know how much effort or other things that go into it that's the risk uh, factor mm -hmm. right the, the different potential consequences that you don't want that could come out of it the risk factor again right so it is that clarity um that's very important. So I, I definitely agree with that. And what you're saying about personal interests, right? Uh, once again, that's directly tied into that. You know, that's uh, 
making sure that you actually know uh, what you know the clarity part right you know uh, what you're wanting to get out of it and uh, what is realistic of you uh, what is realistic for you to get out of it right and seeing if those things actually match uh, seeing uh, if you know I mean that's that's really what the personal interest is right if it's uh, costing you too much uh then obviously it doesn't make sense more it's just not getting uh you what you want right so yeah it is definitely huge in those aspects uh any anything to add on to that lorenzo uh well it's just gonna be very similar you know because i feel like it just seems like the most logical way to think about decisions in a sort of like holistic sense because if you went about Mm-hmm. Picking high risk, low reward options just as equally as you might pick uh, low risk, high reward options, then over the long run, you're just going to be like, like obviously, it's just going to go poorly for you, you know? So to me, it's just, mm-hmm. it just makes the most sense because think about it from like an evolutionary perspective, right? It's like, am I going to go for the easy berries to pick, you know, for sure? Or am I going to go try to hunt line by myself, you know? Like, what it's like, obviously there's an option there that's significantly safer and, like, guaranteed to get me some food. Yeah. Versus one that's probably going to get killed, efficiency right? as well. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just a very efficient way yeah. to make decisions. It's a good way to make safe decisions as well, oftentimes. Um, but, Yeah. To me, it's just it just makes the most sense. I think, yeah, you know, I think, think efficiency. What you touch on, yeah. Uh huh. I, I think the efficiency part is also a a, a very important thing to bring up because mm-hmm. um, there are, are you know obviously different ways to think about your decision making, right? But when you keep it simple with with this kind of uh, concept at the core. Then you're able to focus on the things that are the most impactful, the, the things that are the most important, right? The things that's really gonna determine uh, if you're getting, if you're gonna get what you want, or if you're gonna put yourself in a, you know, terrible situation, right? So it kind of uh, allows you to. Well, this goes back to clarity again, but uh, it compared to other ways, it's just very efficient, like you're saying. It makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I I definitely like what you brought up with a evolutionary example as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, one thing, one thing I want to make a comparison to is like, you, it, it's impulsiveness too. Mm. Um, it, it helps with impulsive decisions. So let's say let's say you want a fucking pet, like let's say you you want a dog, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people have that impulsive side of them where it's just like, okay, let's just get a dog. But mm-hmm. the the cost of you know having a dog, taking care of it, being there, right? The time, mm-hmm. right? Being there, um, you know, the the effort it takes and the responsibility. It's like having a fucking kid right Mm -hmm. like you want to be able to take care of the dog well and treat it right and if you don't have the funds for it and if you know you're gonna be 
like let's say you're renting a place and you're having issues with rent already i don't think a dog's for you to be honest Mm -hmm. um but some Mm -hmm. people still just go for it and it's like dude like like i I feel you got more problems right now than not having a dog i don't think Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i don't think a dog's your problem exactly so it's yeah like like people just they're just like okay like it's Mm -hmm. good that you're set on something but you gotta think about it too you gotta think it through Mm -hmm. it's uh, Um, also the same with people who you know work a lot and they want something you know more with their lives and it's like they think having a pet would be great but the thing is if you're gonna be working that much you know it's gonna be very difficult for you to take uh, care of a pet well right mm -hmm. and um if you really want to do it and also work as much as you do, then a, a very likely thing you might do is spend quite a bit more money to get other people to take care of it for you during certain times, right? So, uh, yeah, time, effort, money, like these things uh, are with the effort and risk aspect, right? That's something you have to consider when you're making these decisions uh, using this framework, right? Yeah, you get the dog, you get all the great things that come with it. But instead of having that impulse and only looking at, at like the benefits, the reward part with this framework and uh, sticking to, I guess, sticking to and having the discipline to stick, in, to stick to that, you're able to look at all these risk part and all this uh, effort part, right? So that, that is very important and that's a great example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that example as well, because that also got me thinking about like so many other decisions that people make on a daily basis where they just totally don't consider, maybe, maybe not on a daily basis, but you have a lot of people who seem to make decisions very frequently where they don't seem to consider the consequences of the decisions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with the risks to reward, right? Because it seems like they're totally disregarding the risks or uh, sometimes, yeah, they're just not really considering the downsides to certain things you just see the upsides mm-hmm. or they it just seem it's just very idealist you know it's yeah like too idealist sometimes yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think restore word is just uh it's a good heuristic based uh based out of like realism you know mm-hmm. yeah so you know with what i talk about I don't use like risk to reward directly, right? It's I like I said, it's uh, the foundation that a lot of the the way I talk about things uh, come from, right? But I always talk about looking at the potential consequences, right? So that is obviously what you're talking about here as well, and that obviously relates to the risk mm-hmm. part. So uh, yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. It does seem like a lot of people aren't considering things that are like pretty predictable right uh it's like you know you you do something well that's a pretty likely outcome you know that is something that could totally happen and there are downsides for for those possibilities and if you're gonna you know make a decision you should probably think through right uh so you don't end up in those situations at the at the end you don't suffer those consequences and you don't have to deal with those downsides right and uh, a lot of people Mm -hmm. 
whether it's small decisions or big decisions, they they t they tend to not fully consider uh, those those downsides like you're talking about, and you know, uh, for me, I I obviously always think through that, and it could be even smaller decisions, right? So, for example, uh, I think maybe last week or something. I, I'm not more the week before like you know you were gonna go climbing with some people and uh mm -hmm. you know invited me and the thing is like i decided that i didn't want to go right because i saw how how uh well i looked at it really pretty much through the risk and reward uh the effort and reward ratio right so you know you're gonna go all the way to what pork Aquilum or something like that I think, yeah, that, that was the plan for that week, yeah. Yeah, and uh, obviously yeah, that's a quite fun. a bit of effort to, to go to go climbing for yeah. me, right? So that alone is already like, do I really want to spend all the commute time and uh, go all the way there for, for climbing, right? And, and then it's like, okay, what time? Well, yeah, you said you guys wanted to meet up around 6 p.m., right? So... If I were to go, I will have to leave at a certain time because of the commute, and then it's mm -hmm. gonna we're gonna climb for however long, and then afterwards I have to get back, right? Yeah, you back, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, when am I going to have dinner, and when am I gonna get home to sleep, right? And uh, everything considered, right? The amount of effort it takes, uh, all the different ways it's gonna affect these other parts of my life and what actually uh, get out of it it's like is it really what i want to do and from thinking through those options it's like well no you know it's it's just too much it just doesn't quite fit into my schedule doesn't really quite fit into my life at the moment so looking at the whole situation through this type of framework you can make those everyday decisions and see those downsides see those uh, very predictable consequences and see uh, what decision fits the most into your life, right? Uh, which one allows you to get the most uh, uh, out of, I guess, your day, right? To get the most out of uh, mm -hmm. that decision, right? To get as much as what you want as possible. Because obviously, uh, things aren't going to be perfect, you know. Uh, a lot of times you can't have it both ways. So... Uh, I guess that's the other reason why it's important because a lot of people kind of want to have things both ways. They want things to be perfect. You know, they they are very idealist in in that sense as well, right? So like like you're saying, Lorenzo, it's a lot of people only look at the upsides, but also a lot of times in decisions that they make, there's a irrational sense that they could have everything. They could have both sides. And they think everything's gonna play out perfectly. I think that's also a very idealist thing that, that tends to happen. Uh, but you know, with uh, with this framework uh, in mind and using it almost religiously, you're able to combat that type of uh, uh, idealism as well, right? Because you're able to see what you'll you're, you'll have a better time seeing how things might play out, right? Uh, just because you're you're more used to trying to see that, and then you'll see how okay, 
things probably aren't going to be perfect. I probably can't have it both ways. And then you'll, you'll be able to see, okay, I'm going to have to choose one or the other. And for me, I chose to stay home so I could have dinner at a, at a you know, good time and then be in bed early enough. And, uh, you know, I just wasn't able to uh, have fun climbing that time. It just didn't fit in, right? So uh, you're able to mm -hmm. get away from really trying to get it all, uh, even though it, it just doesn't quite fit, right? So that's the other reason why I think it's important. And that's uh, a personal example from recent times for me. Yeah, I think it's a really good example because it, it makes total sense, especially with your schedule. Why mm -hmm. climbing would be, that sounds like quite a bit of a hassle to go all the way to Poco. Um, versus like if you had been going to like Cloverdale or something, because that exactly. would have been significantly easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a great example. That's all I had to comment on that one. That was really good. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like when people get asked to, like yeah like i have a i have an example where i i do end up making decision mm -hmm. um but yeah no like i think my friend was having a barbecue um friday in toronto mm -hmm. um and i decided to go with another friend once he mentioned it because i haven't seen him in around a year or two actually so I was like, okay, well, it's perfect time to see him. You know, he's hosting some in Toronto. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, same as my other friend. So it'd be really nice to catch up, you know, kind of just chill and uh, enjoy ourselves, right? Um, and one of the risk factors, one of, the, one of the, the most annoying things was commuting there because it's Toronto, so no parking. Yeah. Well, a parking is hard to come by. There's construction on all the roads, right? And there's traffic within the city. So a, f a five minute, bro, like bicyclists would be faster than me, like driving around the city. And it's crazy. So that's one. <laughs> Second one is, you know, the traffic there, going there like an hour or less drive turns into two hours and it's it's just it's rough mm -hmm. but uh i think overall it was it was worth it though just to just to like finally see my friend um and like we we did meet a lot of new people it was really nice mm -hmm. it was a nice kind of like gathering um yeah overall i'd say it was a great experience uh, and made me appreciate the city more, you mm -hmm. know, because I, I I did not like Toronto mm -hmm. at all. Um, it's fun for the day, but if you're living there, then it's kind of rough. But staying the night and you know, kind of, kind of being there for a whole day made me realize, hey, you know what? It's it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. So kind of gave me a new perspective on it too. So yeah, 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 that's pretty good. You know, like, um, yeah. So, so a big part of that is understanding uh, what you want and, and how how much you get out of things, right? So yeah, the cost for that is quite a bit, right? 
there are things you have to deal with that, that you don't enjoy dealing with but what you get out of it seems that is it's more than enough you know you you know it was a special occasion and you know you describe all the different things you got out of it and why you enjoyed the experience and overall it still made sense even though you understood that hey there is a lot that you have to deal with right and you know for me if i really loved climbing and if it really was a huge uh, deal for me a huge aspect of my life then i probably would have said you know it's not that bad and the uh, and the risk the effort you know will all be worth it right and uh, i would have done it but instead you know climbing is something i enjoy doing but you know for me i think my overall lifestyle and uh just uh generally how how my day goes is much more important to me and things i do that i enjoy they kind of have to fit within that right as opposed to uh changing how how my day is to fit those activities in right so for me the it was just a little bit too much it just didn't quite fit into my day and I would have had to really change around some of the important aspects of my day uh, to fit that in. And I really, I just didn't love climbing that much for me to feel like it's worth it, right? So, yeah, a huge mm -hmm. part of uh, this thing is also just understanding uh, how much you're really getting out of it, like how how great the reward really is, right? So that understanding is gonna gonna be huge. In, in making the right decisions, right? The the decisions that you're gonna benefit the most from, right? So yeah, that, that's another great example of where the cost is quite a bit, but you did it anyways because you understood that the reward was uh, just as great, or uh, if not, you know, even greater. And um, you know, you enjoy that experience. You look back and you're like, yeah, it was worth it. So that's the type of decision making process that will lead you to that outcome where you, you're like, yeah, no, that was definitely, you know, uh, I'm glad I did that, right? So, yeah, awesome example again. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir, very, very good example. Yeah, uh, on a side note, though, <laughs> traffic's absolutely terrible in uh, Toronto and getting to Toronto. Uh, <laughs> The, the highway yeah. from all the surrounding areas going there. Uh, what is it? The 401? Uh, mm -hmm. it's terrible, man. Even images of it, it, it's terrible. Bro, it's it's pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> like, and then you got people who's, who's saying, like, oh, just add an extra lane, bro. Just add an extra lane. It's going to be mm -hmm. the same. Adding an extra yeah, lane does not work. improve anything at yeah. all. It's uh, the idea is called induced traffic. So in the very short term, it should make things at least a bit better. But really, it's not going to do anything. If anything, it makes the problem even worse. Right. So yeah. the, the key thing about traffic to realize is just like, yeah, you are stuck in traffic, but you are traffic. Right. Like like you are a part of that, you know, so. I think actually being in Toronto, there are plenty of neighborhoods that, you know, are relatively walkable. And there are ways to get around the city with like, you know, the, what, what do they call it? Is it the subway? Or 
whatever the the train that they have is it's not it's not oh, that yeah. it's not that the, bad um, right but if you actually kind of drive yeah. around the city then then it could be pretty rough <laughs> yeah. yeah i think yeah driving in the city is a no-go yeah. definitely like uh, it's more yeah that's why i see a lot of people bike and mm. like you know go on the electric scooters and stuff like that just because it is a way better form of transportation and realistically you're going to be faster mm-hmm. than the cars anyway bro i i had a 30 minute traffic for a two minute destination two yeah. minutes <laughs> in a yeah. car directly straight and oh my god dude <laughs> damn that's bro, tough yeah Cause they got they got they got construction everywhere, man. It's it's like it's crazy. Like hey, hey, the the worst mm. part is you don't know what it's for. <laughs> if if you knew, oh, you know what, this yeah, construction yeah. Pro- project is probably important, yeah. then you'd be like, okay, okay. But no, it's just random <laughs> construction everywhere. Uh, so everywhere you go, you're like, why? Why is there construction here? You look the other yeah. side. It's like, okay, why is there? Why is it there as mm. well? And it's just, it's so chaotic. Mm-hmm. That that's the one thing I, I don't I like. I think if you actually live there, you probably wouldn't be driving for a trip like that. I mean, from certain parts yeah. of the city to others, and if you're going from. Toronto to other cities, and yeah, okay, I get that you drive. I mean, honestly, there should be better transportation for that as well. Uh, but I, I totally get it. But for that trip specifically, I think you probably wouldn't. Uh, you know, I think when you think it yeah. through, if you're actually living there, that probably wouldn't be the choice you go with. So I think it, it's yeah. definitely a bigger problem for going into the city from somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, like especially visiting, like visiting. Mm-hmm toronto for a day trip oh man not it because like you don't actually live there you don't have anywhere to put your Mm -hmm. car right and then parking is just there's there's no there's no super convenient parking right like you can find random ass parking parking uh parking lots in in a random alleyway right but then it's like it's an it's in a <laughs> random alleyway like man yeah but no i i could definitely see like the difference um in quality of life like living there comparing to visiting mm-hmm. there visiting there you you knew first of all a second like you gotta travel by your only means of transportation um but I feel like living there, you have options, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have to take your car. You could just bike around. Like, that'd be amazing. Um, also, bro, these drivers, man, they test my patience. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, why, why would you stay in the middle of the intersection blocking all four ways? Yeah when you know <laughs> you're not gonna get through it like that's tough no, bro yeah I, like some some drivers decision making you really gotta question what they're thinking because it's like you literally have yeah. someone make a right turn from the middle lane it's like hey yo what what, what <laughs> you, you'll see yeah. people driving. i know that's terrible i know and, and, and you'll see like Damn. people back into a parking lot 
It's just like, what? What is going on here? Yeah, you got to question their uh, risk to reward ratio. Like, like... <laughs> back into the into like the entrance of the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. It's like what? Oh, bro! Like, you see some very questionable fuck? things that people do. It's like surely bro, the risk of doing this cannot be worth. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh my I don't God. know what people do sometimes. It, it's awful. <laughs> it's just yeah. they cut you off, dude. I hate it when you have to like change lanes, especially on the highway like that goes across um, mm-hmm. Toronto. Um, like you have to you have to change lanes, and there's enough space, right? And they see your blinker, and they speed up. They fucking speed up and then they slow and you speed up so you speed up so you can just get in and they, they keep speeding up and then next thing you know next thing you're like fuck it okay I, you know what i'll let him go ahead what's one car difference right because like when when someone wants to wants to fucking change lanes in front of me i let them i don't want to cause any like issues yeah. or anything right yeah. it's whatever it's fine it's yeah. dude it's traffic everyone's in it what's one car gonna like change yeah, but then some people just won't do that. So they keep speeding up. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I slow down. I get behind them. Next thing you know, they fucking they they, they fucking switch lanes. I'm like, bro, if you you could have done that if you just let me go yeah. in, dude. Like, they knew they wanted to change back to my lane the whole entire time. Yet they kept trying to like Bruh. like. Like stop me from like oh my god dude some people man the worst part is they give me a dirty look too as if it's my fault I'm like bro are you kidding me I'm trying to switch lanes here bro what the fuck yeah, yeah. that's funny bro I that's had this well, I had this one guy that that almost hit my car there was so much room right like I so I was going in and he honked at me I look I look in the back mirror he's like he just he's like he gives me this dirty look and he just shakes his head. I'm like, are you gonna fucking shake yeah. your head at me, dude? And he speeds up. He changes the lane, speeds up, goes in front of me. I could tell he's mm-hmm. looking at me because I could see it from his fucking side mirror and his uh, his um, back mirror, right? So I'm sh- I'm just shaking my head nonstop for the next 20 minutes. Uh, I'm fucking, I'm like, dude, nah, 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 nah. You shake your head at me? Nah, nah, nah. And I, I do the same disappointing shake. I'm like, it's like, uh, it's like Paulo Costa. <laughs> he misses weight. Yeah, like, mm. that's your problem. Paulo Costa is fucking legendary, bro. Oh, dude, his Twitter antics are the best. Like, he. Oh, man. Oh. Oh my god, Polycast is my dude, he's one of my favorite why, fighters now for all the Twitter antics I'm gonna be why honest. Are you 20 pounds overweight. That's your problem, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just like come on man. Oh, uh, man. No, dude, his Twitter antics are just too good, bro. I feel like man, that Dana White post, did you see that one? Uh which one? Like, like a strippers? Oh, uh, it was a for yeah, it was a Photoshop picture of um... Dana White. Yeah, it was. Well, it was. It was no, it wasn't Dana White in the original photo. I think it was Pat oh, Barry no, I've or whatever. Seen that. I've seen with that. With Rose. One. Yeah. 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 
And then he posted it. He said, "I'm like, can I finally be like yeah, on my yeah, contract yeah, yeah. or whatever?" So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, bruh. But the fucking when he got fucked up by Adesanya, he's like, too much wine. Yeah. I had too much wine last night. <laughs> Uh, man, he's got some other ones too. No, he's got many, many. Absolutely hilarious yeah. figure. Uh, anyway, back <laughs> to uh, back to the main topic of uh, risk to reward ratio. Uh, obviously, when it comes to driving and a lot, a lot of the behaviors a lot of people exhibited, there's definitely a lot of questioning in uh, how they're making those decisions. It definitely doesn't seem like they've really thought through. Uh, those decisions and definitely doesn't feel like they've actually thought about it with the risk to reward ratio type of uh, framework right uh, but along with the examples we've given and with drivers on the roads idiots on the roads uh, you know there are other very relevant major decisions in people's lives that, that would really benefit from looking at it through this uh, lens right so something we've already brought up i think at least two times uh you know throughout throughout the episodes is um you know university right and uh we've talked about how there is a bit of like uh oh uh, you're you're not gonna go to university you know it's like kind of questionable type thing uh, that does exist here right but i think a lot of people who are really deciding whether they're gonna gonna go or where they're gonna go or what program they're gonna do uh, all of those things will benefit a lot from the risk to reward uh, you know ratio perspective right so you kind of have to look at hey uh, how much is it gonna cost what will the living cost right you know those are those are risks those are efforts right those are definitely things you gotta think through right you also gotta think about hey uh, especially with undergrad, you have to think about, hey, my go there, what's the actual undergraduate experience going to be, right? Uh, UBC, there's some uh, questionable things there. And obviously, University of Toronto, U of T is known as U of Tears, right? Uh, with those type of reputation in mind and knowing some of the things that happen there and uh, really just thinking about the typical undergraduate experience and stuff that you might experience, think about if those are the best places for you to go. It might make sense for you, but... A lot of people don't consider that through. They they see brand recognition. They look at the name and uh, there's certain kind of prestige to it, or whatever it is. Like whatever idea they had about it, like those things seem to uh, cloud uh, their judgment and and make them kind of neglect these other more uh, obviously more relevant and uh, meaningful uh, aspects to consider, right? Because uh, some schools. You know, especially for undergrad, if you're going to have a, if you're likely going to have less of a good time there, uh, you might, you might want to choose somewhere else because it is quite a few years and it is going to be very important if you do decide to do it, right? It's going to affect a lot of things in your life. So, you know, I would say you definitely got to consider that as a risk factor, you know, how the actual undergraduate uh, experience will likely turn out right and then it's like where where are you going in terms of the actual city right how that place is like in terms of climate in terms of uh 
restaurant scene in terms of cost of living you know all these things are, are things to be considered those are the type of uh, risk factors there are plenty of people who went to places that are cold and all of a sudden they decide hey man let me transfer out of this place because uh, this sucks. I don't want to live there, man. You know, there, there are definitely plenty of people who uh, who had that where they uh, go to a different country and they're like, uh, you know what? I, I, I don't like what uh, what this place is kind of like, you know? And uh, then there's a program. Right? You, you kind of have to consider, okay, uh, the workload of the program. You have to consider... You know, after after you do this, what are the likely options? Are you going to professional school? Are you going to graduate school? Are you going straight to a job? What are the potential jobs that you will get from this program? You know, all of these things in terms of risk, in terms of effort, in terms of reward, right? All of these things are, are very important to think about when you're making those decisions. And it definitely seems like a lot of people aren't really thinking it through, right? Like you, you might see someone go to uh, some, I don't know, random school for a Bachelor of Arts when they have nothing they're passionate about and spending all that much money. And ultimately, they're like, you know what? I didn't have a good time. I didn't really learn that much. I don't really have any uh, good job opportunities. And uh, I've spent that much money. And uh, I've spent that much time as well. So uh, they're at a point where like, hey, this uh, isn't a great situation. I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. And... All those things, you know, given where they started, are relatively predictable things. It's not like anything too crazy that they can't think of, you know. Uh, lots of people have been through that. Each of those outcomes are, are pretty, uh, you know, plausible, right? You know you're going to spend that much money, first of all. You know it's going to take that much time, you know. Uh, you could talk to Kern and uh, previous students about how the experience actually uh, tends to be. Right, you could you could see people coming out of the program, what jobs that that are likely to get, and you know the you know if you're actually really interested in something or not. Obviously, uh, if you go into something, it, it might not turn out the way you you originally thought. Right, you might like some things more, you might not enjoy something as much, and when it gets to more advanced levels, then then you then you you know you have a even greater chance of changing your mind about how you really feel about it how much you really like it right so so obviously that that makes sense it's gonna be a part that you can't quite predict right but if you just go into some general thing and you're not really passionate about anything you understand that's a much bigger risk right and uh, that is something to consider and there are people who you know probably benefit more from not going to university and they they have to consider hey uh, maybe I do this other thing, right? It's uh, costing less money. I'm done with it quicker, and there are better job opportunities. And yeah, okay, maybe some people might, might make judgments or comments about it. Uh, and uh, you know, maybe uh, you know this or that, like uh, like whatever uh, negative consequences that that they can foresee, you know. But you know, when you see everything with this kind of risk to reward ratio in mind, you're able to consider all those different factors. You're able to actually make a decision that, that you benefit from. And let's be honest, right? You're like 17, 18 years old 
and and you're supposed to make a huge decision like that concerning that much time and money that is supposed to kind of uh, also affect uh, the rest of your life or at least quite quite a quite a few years of your life right you gotta at least think through it with that type of framework like you making that decision is kind of crazy mm-hmm. enough giving everything on the line right but if you're not thinking it through with that type of framework then it's even more insane of like what you're committing to right so you know that's a huge decision that will benefit so much from from you know just uh, understanding and taking this concept to to your heart yeah i think a lot of people kind of get pushed right into it and even you know like financial risks and um you know the time like bro you're gonna be spending like three four years like the next three four years of your life doing this you like you gotta also consider like do you actually like do do you really do you know if you're gonna enjoy Mm -hmm. right like what you're gonna take and like what you're gonna be in for the next three or four years because it is a big commitment right and i feel like a lot of people kind of they worry about the financial aspects and they worry about you know the time and you know kind of what to get into but it's also the time during the university too that a lot of people kind of forget about right um it's yeah i feel like a lot of these decisions people kind of just you know hill maria they they're like ah no i'll figure it out but it's it's way better to figure mm-hmm. it out before than once you're committed to it then you're going to be mm-hmm. in in a hard place right um yeah i feel like one of one of the key things i i really took like my time to you know understand and kind of see observe is a lot of people in their third or fourth year or like even right after the first year especially they're like actually i don't want to do this like and it took them at least it took them you know at least they realized but like like you already spent this much money on it right you already spent this like one year it's also hard to be like okay you know what i'm gonna restart and do something like i'm passionate about after you already spent so much effort and resources for something you didn't like so what are you what are the odds that you're gonna go into the new i guess the new program or you know the new the new thing with like okay i'm gonna like this for sure it's not gonna happen to me again right so you get a constant cycle <laughs> of doubt but you also get a constant cycle of okay you know what, let me try this let me try this and by the time by the time they finally figure out what they really like want and be there for it's they've already spent so so much resource so much like of everything they're, they're just like okay you know what whatever i do i'm just gonna mm. go with it right and yeah you could see you see that a lot it's like well i've already spent this amount of money and you know like like two years on this i might as well mm-hmm. finish it right and yeah it's just a, a lot of people kind of like you said like you gotta think about all those things before going into it or you might regret it like it's 
it's a really big decision, especially mm-hmm. when you're 17 or 18, right? Like, mm-hmm. you were not prepared for it at all. High school does not prepare you for like prepare you at all for for yeah, that yeah, decision. No, like, yeah, like the workload is gonna be different. The scheduling is gonna be different. The, a lot of people are gonna be living uh, not necessarily by themselves, but yeah. away from home, right? That that's very common. Uh, obviously, yeah. huge financial oh, cost uh, too. Uh, but yeah. like. Yeah, I gotta. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, continuing on with uh, what Raymond's talking about, obviously that those some of those things, uh, some of those situations are pretty unfortunate, and uh, and you do see those situations for sure. But one thing that I always appreciate a lot of people uh, that I appreciate a lot of people do is when they recognize it, they 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 understand themselves well enough at that point that. You know they do want to make a switch right they understand that hey I, I can't continue on like that right or that they decide you know what i i don't know if i want to do something else i've already gone this far i'm going to commit to it right like they're able to make a decision and uh and, and go through with it with more insight and more knowledge right so they they're not so lost right and that's something that's very important. And sometimes it takes more time to figure that out, to get to that point. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of people, like I was saying, it is very difficult to know, especially right in the beginning, if you're really going to like something. Like a lot a lot of times it's going to take some time to kind of figure that out. And that's one of the things that is the most difficult because that part is uh, the thing that's going to be the most unpredictable, right? Because uh, even people who are really passionate about certain yeah. subjects, once they can understand how the course uh, is set up, the the way that they're graded and just what exactly have to do in the environment they're in, they don't actually end up enjoying as much, uh, even though material itself might be interesting to them, right? Like there's a lot of factors like that that you just mm-hmm. can't necessarily foresee exactly, and that could play a huge uh, effect on whether you end up uh, really liking it or not. And then there are other people who have an interest in it, but without knowing a certain level of something, it's very difficult to say if you're really into it or not, right? Like you kind of have to start somewhere and get to a certain place for you to really decide. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm actually really into it. Right. Uh, before that, a lot of it is like, yeah, you're interested in it, right? You have, you like the idea of it, and you would like to know more. But until you actually know more, you're not gonna be able to really know for sure, right? So uh, after the first year, after the second year, wanting to switch, like, you know, if if you if at that point you have enough insight and you know yourself and uh, what you want enough. I always support people uh, that that switch because uh, I understand that a lot of times people end up switching, right? Oh yeah, for so, sure. So I don't have a problem with that at all, just because in terms of. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah no, I feel like switching makes a lot of sense for so many people because, I mean, we've been talking about it. It's so hard yeah. to foresee. Um, it's just that, I don't know. It, it reminds me of this one Goethe quote. Um, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something like all thinking and no experience leads mm. to madness or something like that. And all experience, but no thinking leads to like hysteria. Mm. So it's like, you got to find that balance of like, you got to think it through, but at a certain level, you just have to accept that, um, 
you you won't be able to foresee everything. Sometimes you gotta throw yeah. yourself into it, you know. So you just gotta like think it through. It's probably not gonna be a bad mm-hmm. experience, you know. Maybe not super risky. Just gotta go for it. See if it works out. If it doesn't yeah, work out, you exactly, gotta be ready to pivot. Right? You know. So- when you're thinking through these things and you're thinking about the potential consequence of potential outcomes, one thing that is predictable that, that, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to go into this, but there is a chance that knowing myself and how much I like it, how much I'm interested in this at this point, there is a chance I go into it and I don't actually end up liking it. And then at that point, you know, uh, what, what else might I do, right? Like that is something to consider because uh, a lot of people go through that. Like it is something that is pretty common. So that is a type of unpredictability that you kind of foresee, right? You understand and you have to accept that you just don't know everything, right? Because you can't, right? There's certain mm, aspects yeah. that, that you just can't really know. And you, like you're saying, Lawrence, you just kind of have to go into it if you're able to accept it. If you think it's too risky, right? Obviously, yeah. then maybe don't do that. But uh, yeah, like switching something, like. But then, like for people who just kind of keep switching and it seems lost entire time, then it's like, okay, maybe there's a better way for this. Maybe you're not quite thinking through this uh, enough. Maybe you gotta give things more of a chance. Whatever it is, that uh, you know that that's a bit of questionable decision making there for sure. Uh, but a lot of people who go through something at, at a certain point, they understand that, okay, yeah, this is just not for me. Where they've taken like electives, where they have friends who are doing other things, where in their own time they're studying something, and they've gone through enough of that, they're like, okay, actually, I, I want to give this a shot, right? And they switch to that, right? So there are different ways to go about it for sure, but all of that comes to thinking it through, right? Understanding just uh, the risk and the reward and the even foreseeing the unpredictability mm-hmm. like you know that part is not going to be certain and you can have to accept it and uh if you know you can't accept it well then don't don't get to that point you know like uh that's yeah. also just a part of uh the decision making process and that's also a part of using this risk to reward uh ratio right because unpredictability is one of the biggest risks, right? That's why a lot of what we talk about is saying potential outcomes, right? Those things aren't for sure. They're just, you know, relatively predictable ways that things might play out. And for you to not uh, fully like something, that you know, especially at that point, that that's a pretty likely outcome, right? So that so that's something you gotta accept mm-hmm. and be uh, prepared for. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm really glad we brought that up as well. Yeah, that was a good talk point. That was good. <laughs> um, yeah. No, sorry. I I had to take yeah, a okay. work call. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, any other hmm. other great examples to to bring up? I think uh, we could probably do one more before um, we go into highlights in the episode. I'm trying to think, because mm. I feel like that one is uh, pretty relevant. Because uh, you know, I I I've, I've that you know, one for just, sure just is, the people yeah. I know, you know, right? 
that they've they've gone to uh, different schools, they've gone to different programs, they might have even been in different countries, might have dropped out, you know, like, like a lot of different situations mm-hmm. happen. And um, some of them are foreseeable, others are not uh, as foreseeable, but, uh, you know, you just kind of have to uh, use those examples in those situations and think about it, think about your own situations, right? And consider all those things. And uh, if anything, uh, knowing more of the different outcomes is broaden your perspective and allow you to consider more, uh, to consider more uh, plausible outcomes, right? And and be better prepared for it and allow mm-hmm. you to uh, make a decision that's, uh, you know, even better for you. So, yeah, I think that one is particularly relevant for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be hard to top that one because I feel like that one is just overall very good because it's a decision that mm-hmm. everyone is familiar with because at some point you have to make a decision about that sort of stuff, like yeah. whether or not I'm going to go to school, what school to go to, what program to do. So pretty much everyone goes through that. And then it's got the element of unpredictability um, mm-hmm. like we just talked about. It's also very important. So like the stakes are quite high, like you mentioned. Um the risks, you know, there's a lot of different risks to consider. There's yeah. financial risks, opportunity cost risks with the time investment. Um, you know, depending on what your options are, the risks can be so different. Like if you're staying at home, going to like a closer university, then obviously the financial risks are going to be a lot less. Um, the way your life is, the way your life structure is going to change is going to be not as changed as somebody else who might have to move mm-hmm. to like a different country. So I feel like that, that example is going to be hard to top because it encompasses so many different aspects of the benefits and intricacies of risk yeah. to reward ratio. No, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad uh, that you point out all these yeah. specific things that uh, were in that example, right? The stuff we, we mm-hmm. you know, talked about, but didn't exactly name, right? So yeah. uh, I think that that is also very beneficial to this conversation we're having. And I'm not necessarily saying we should uh, give other example that would top it, but just the other uh, example that is relevant to other people oh, yeah, no, I that directly uses this and give some kind of uh, certain factors to consider that, that really highlights it once again, right? So, you know, we've done some that's... Uh, I think probably mate selection yeah, so, would be a good one. Because I feel like that's, a, yeah. that's an interesting so, uh, one. You know, like dating, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, generally people also yeah. don't use May selection as uh, <laughs> as the term. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> depends who you uh, talk to, I guess. Yeah, I think that's one. Another big one I want to make is moving. Mm-hmm. I think moving is a um, pretty big factor as well. Uh, I feel like a lot of people want to move out mm-hmm. as soon as they can, but they, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they that's make a good places one, yeah. where might not be the most beneficial to them, right? Yeah. Like if you go into a different city or country for a career, right? For career or school. Uh, that's understandable, but if you're just going to a place that's like, oh, you know, what? I like this place, 
I want to be as far away from hometown as possible. That's that's not very that's not very big brain, especially when it comes to <laughs> a lot of people here uh, like mm, to go okay. to Toronto, but it's like, bro, the rent. Like, yeah, you want to be part of the bougie life that toronto life you know but yeah. the rent itself man like what are you going to be doing there are you going to be studying if you're studying there it makes sense if you're if you're working there as well it makes sense but if you're just going there just to be like okay you know what i want to move to toronto i like it um mm-hmm. and i want to get away from the city then there's a lot of risk yeah, involved like that decision right? like, you really have to think through to to make sure that that actually makes sense mm-hmm. for you right so if you absolutely hate the life mm-hmm. you're living in that place, right? Then then at some point moving somewhere else is gonna make sense for you, right? Uh, if you know that you're able to get a job there, and uh, you have a good idea of the financial cost, and you're also understanding just how important the change in lifestyle is for you, then it's like okay, I am able to afford it, and then that is better for me maybe i do this right like you really have to look at uh your own situation and consider these different risks and the different rewards right so what you're saying is absolutely true right um i mean for some people even moving somewhere to study it might not make sense just because of how great you know the cost is uh, it's like are you like you know are you really willing to pay that much more for rent uh just to go to school in toronto or maybe you go to school somewhere with rent as cheaper, you end up, you know, not spending that much money, right? So moving overall, uh, there's a lot of risk and reward factors to consider. And with your example specifically, where people just want to move out and like, you know, that, that's very questionable, right? Because a lot of these people don't aren't necessarily going to find uh, a job that easily or a job that actually pays uh, great and obviously the rent is going to be a lot and then like you're saying like what what they want is just kind of like a bougie lifestyle or something like that then 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 you really got to consider because that in itself is is kind of expensive right that's not just the rent right that 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 is uh uh, a lot of that comes with going out with uh, going to all these different places and obviously dining out getting drinks all these different things those are going to cost money right so you know, like, first of all, if you're going to be broke the entire time just to live that lifestyle, you really got to question yeah, if that's what you want because, uh, you know, you got to be a very specific type of person to really want that. And then at that point, you know, I'm going to question your values, but, but you know, I, I think some people like that do exist. <laughs> but I think a lot of people, when they really think through at that point, they're like, okay, maybe this is a little bit too much maybe i don't want that that much really uh i'm not quite ready for that whatever reason it is but like yeah that's a, that's a great example mm-hmm. yeah i also think it's a very good example too. i just feel like a lot of people don't necessarily take a deep dive into the risk especially the risk factors. aspect i would say um yeah 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 because they focus too much on the end goal mm-hmm. rather than like how to get there right and, yeah that's uh, sort of the idealism i was talking about earlier yeah mm-hmm. i think it's 
yeah like i think it's very easy to become blinded by what you want or you know like something that you really want compared to how you're gonna get it and what cost Um, that comes with right yeah yeah uh yeah let's uh let's uh just do the last yeah. example with like dating where may selection as lorenzo likes to call it uh and then we'll do uh, highlights of the week <laughs> in the episode so uh, since you suggested this i mean i was gonna suggest this as well to be honest but uh since you suggested it uh lorenzo why don't you start <laughs> well there's just so many factors to consider and i feel like it's a very interesting one because it's very different in some aspects to the other one because it has to do more with, like interpersonal uh, connections more than anything. Um, but then there's still also more pragmatic considerations, kind of like mm-hmm. time commitments, you know, like this person seems to be, you know, so some people, um, they're really attached to their partners and they're together yeah. 24-7. They don't do anything without their partner, right? So if you know that the person's going to be like that and you know that you're not like that or if you have other time commitments that you're not going to be able to do that with them like let's say you're working super often or uh you just hang with your buddies all the time and you don't really want to stop doing that um or if you don't want them to like tag along you know obviously that might be the most compatible situation so then you might think okay well that's a little risky like i think that's just not boding well for the relationship i think that would if that's sort of incompatible, even though it might not immediately invalidate the choice, mm-hmm. that certainly doesn't bode well for it. It might not end up being as long-term as you might mm-hmm. want. So then you might be like, okay, well, that's just one like aspect kind of going against making that decision as, you know, in terms of like choosing that partner, uh, you also have things like, well, mm-hmm. common interests, things like that. I mean, there's just so many different things, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if the, you don't share common interests as much, then you run the risk of just not having things to do, things to talk yeah, about no, as often. You're things absolutely like that, right. You know? Like there are just um, so many different things to think about, and and uh, yeah, the risks and the rewards obviously going to be uh, long list for both, right? And it's going to be very different than the other examples yeah. that we've talked about. Some are going to be the same, but like uh, you know. Just, um, mm-hmm. you know, go ahead. I feel like, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people, when they, when they think about that sort of stuff, it would probably be a bit more on the intuitive side. They wouldn't, like, make a list and sit down, like, okay, well, this person's so-and-so. They just sort of think, like, okay, well, I just don't think we'd be compatible yeah. or whatever. But then uh, oftentimes you see people fall into the trap, and it's, it's really common because I feel like it's just hardwired into us to some extent where you sort of neglect that or you sort of have an idealized Mm -hmm. image of the person, especially if you don't know them super well. If you've known them for a really long time and you've been friends for a while, then I feel like this isn't as likely. But this is especially true if you just met somebody or if maybe you met somebody in like a dating app or something. Uh, It's very easy to sort of fill in the gaps of like, like you have things about them that you like and then you just sort of fill in the gaps with Mm -hmm. other stuff. Not other stuff, but you just sort of end up liking them as much you only know very little mm-hmm. about them but what you know you like um and then from that you sort of extrapolate and then you sort of yeah. think you really like them even though you don't know them as well as you think you do but if you knew them better you would not no, like them as it much it as you think you do it absolutely makes sense i think a lot of people on uh, yeah. uh, 
uh, well, not even necessarily just online, we're on dating apps, but in person as well. Like, uh, they, they'll, they'll like per- mm-hmm. someone for some reason, they'll look for someone for specific purposes, right? Uh, like, you know, the, some people want someone uh, that share like a hobby with them and, and because they, they just want to do something uh, with someone else. Like, they just want to do that thing with someone else, whether it is that they want someone to go to festivals with or someone to go on hikes with. Or I, I don't know, man. There are plenty of different things, right? Like they're looking for a specific thing, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know they'll find someone like that, and you know they could have a great time, right? But when it comes to actually dating and relationship and stuff more long term, then you're really gonna see more about that person, and uh, if you're actually having your eyes open and really thinking through and and thinking about things with uh, the risk to reward uh, ratio in mind, you're gonna be able to see these different factors, different aspects of the, the other person and decide if that's actually right for you, a right fit to your life and all that. Uh, and not be blinded by what you're talking about, liking them for like a specific thing, or sharing like specific experience with them and that's great mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, feel like you actually really, really like them and they're so, so great or whatever, right? So, yeah that's definitely a huge trap that that exists and uh you know different people want different things as well right so it's very important to kind of understand mm-hmm. what works for you you know uh, if you want someone's compatible with you what does that even mean right i think that's a huge part to understand before you yeah. even really look at the risk to reward ratio because uh, uh you know the reward you know what does that really mean to you, right? Like, uh, what are you hoping to get out of it? You know, you gotta understand that first. Obviously, with the other stuff, uh, with the other example we've given, that's also true. But for this, I think a lot of people just uh, don't quite think about that as much and don't quite know that as clearly. And uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's a that's a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know. Uh, like other factors are also uh, very important you know some people uh, for example I think in general uh, living with their parents oftentimes make dating uh, much more difficult uh, I think working a lot mm-hmm. makes dating uh, very difficult having a very intense uh, workload for school even could uh, make dating much more difficult right uh, and then uh, depending on what stage of your life you're in and what you're wanting your financial situation could be a huge factor too you know uh, and then uh even tying into moving once again where you're living uh, it's uh it's gonna be a huge uh huge factor in certain places it's mm-hmm. gonna be very difficult to meet someone who's gonna be compatible for you just given how uh well some places just low population but other is more like certain attitudes behaviors are just really prevalent and those just happen to be ones that are not going to be uh compatible with you so being there you just kind of have to understand that okay there's a, a much lower chance of me finding someone who's actually compatible with me right so um also you know thinking about uh uh the distance the physical distance right like uh, if you live really far with someone or a long distance relationship, mm-hmm. you know, that's a huge thing to consider. 
uh, and uh, then later on even like uh, moving in together that's a very important thing to consider as well and uh, when you're actually dating someone and you're actually thinking about it with risk to reward ratio in mind and you are wanting like a long-term relationship you know you you're gonna have to start looking at their lifestyle and and all these different things and see if that works for you if at some point you guys uh we're gonna move in together and if there are changes that you're willing to make that the other person is willing to make and the compromises that that will actually need to happen uh, for you guys to be compatible in a living together situation those are very important things to consider because uh you know it's like well just living with someone is also just important to consider right because like uh daniel you know daniel kim he's been mm-hmm. on this podcast before so one thing that we've talked about i've also talked about this with uh other people as well but it's most recently you know we we're talking about how uh, you know there are very few people that we would be willing to actually uh have as roommates right uh obviously uh well, yeah, we don't need to get into more details about kind of what would stop that. But, you know, uh, given that it isn't so forced financially that we need uh, roommates, let's say that, just people who are actually willing to uh, live with, uh, you know, it's like you could be really good friends with someone, but their lifestyle and actually living with them, some of the habits they have, it might not work for you, right? That It just doesn't work as a roommate right and uh it could actually ruin friendships and stuff like that and the Mm -hmm. same thing applies to relationships and uh you know people you date uh you know you guys could have a great time you could share a lot of interests and um you know you could have all these strong connection feelings for them but when it comes to lifestyle when it comes to actually living together and different habits that that could change some things you know that could wrestle some feathers right and uh uh, it's something you really got to consider um so yeah like uh, we were talking about in the beginning there are just so many different factors to think about hundred percent no cap oh that was a satisfying little water water sound or whatever that was great yeah mm-hmm. well uh, every every time I hear that I think of the video where um the dwarf guy jumps into the water oh. and makes that sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 no, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a gentleman with okay. dwarfism jumping into a pool, but then they edit it, so when he jumps into the pool, it makes that All exact right. same sound like a little yeah, drop. I don't, I don't think you've seen that. <laughs> yeah, classic. That's pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think, honestly, when it comes down to, to dating, like, there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that that matters. There's a lot of risks to rewards. Like Lorenzo and you said, like when you're I wanna I wanna talk about like parasocial relationships where people mm-hmm. grow attached to someone they don't really know. And I feel like that's one of the very most important things to to realize before going into a relationship. Like how well do you know this person? Um, mm-hmm. one of the factors that do you know if you know someone you know like through friends it's, it's probably you're probably knowing the best oh, yeah. versions of mm-hmm. themselves right 
or what they're portraying uh rather than like what's, everything else that what's comes more to that right i feel yeah. like you yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that's a very important thing before getting into relationships. like you know their tinder profile type beat you know what i mean but yeah you don't know the real but person you don't yet. know them yeah yeah it's like they might be hot but like mm-hmm. okay uh what what else if they're if they're brain dead or not brain dead that's me <laughs> if they're airheads you know <laughs> like it's it's gonna be hard to connect with them right on like a deeper level yeah that too you know you don't know like it's that's the thing like yeah and i feel like people like it can take a while Mm. before you learn some of that stuff you know what i mean like you might not realize something about that person to get pretty close until you're like yeah Yeah. until you're like months in you're like oh shit what the fuck did i sign Mm. up my like sign myself up to you know like i feel like that's that's a very important thing like i feel like, I feel like that's getting, where yeah uh, like seeing who who they surround themselves with mm-hmm. can be like a big help you know what i mean because if mm-hmm. they seem to be like the standout from their group or whatever they seem to be sort of like the exception and they hang around a lot of other people that maybe have mm-hmm. a lot of aspects that you don't like that might be an indicator that the person isn't all yeah, that you think they definitely are. could be you know what i mean could be yeah um, yeah. yeah not not always the case not always the case i feel like it can be a reliable one though especially uh like the relationship they can have with their parents obviously it depends a lot on the parents too but mm-hmm. if the parents seem to be like relatively well adjusted and then for whatever reason their kid seems to like yeah you know be all sorts of like you know have a terrible relationship with their parents i mean there's so many other reasons why that might be the case as well but if they yeah, have a better relationship okay. with their parents and their parents I mean, yeah, be relatively there are different things you can you can look okay, for as indicators like, but, but like I would say another yeah. thing that this relates yeah. to is the risk yeah. of time commitment right like it's kind of understanding that with with oh, yeah. this type of uh, thing that you're looking for relationship type B you know to actually get to know someone it's gonna take some time right so you already kind of have to consider are you willing to spend that much time to get to know someone right and uh and they've gotta at least have like some promise for you to want to put that that effort in right because uh if you don't see a, a a solid possibility for a reward that you actually want the time commitment of getting to know them it's like uh i don't know maybe i spend that time doing other things right uh so so i would say that's uh that's a direct risk that's related to this example yeah i feel like having a relationship does cause sacrifice in a lot of other areas and you gotta know those sacrifices right like i don't know it depends like it really depends like it, it really depends on the person you're with and how much of their values line up with your values as well you gotta find like if you enjoy hanging out with your friends a lot right and uh and let's say uh you 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 know you hang out with your friends less because of the relationship then you gotta you gotta be able to see that and uh like really mm-hmm. really put an emphasis on it and be like why you know like and then you you start questioning and you got all you, like 
although you have sacrifices, you gotta realize the other person, mm. like, they gotta sacrifice too, right? Like, no, no pair is like perfect, right? Right out the gates, no problems. Like, you gotta realize there are going to be problems, and like, what you are going to do with those problems, like, together is is definitely very important, right? If there's someone who who knows there's a problem uh and let's say mm-hmm. they leave it right rather than like communicate then that's a problem in itself how are you gonna get through that how are you gonna go past and beyond that right and grow from that uh when it's very difficult to so you gotta realize all these things and it's better to realize them at the start of the relationship yeah. you know or like getting to know them rather than going going in blind right blinded by oh my god like set your emotions aside and like truly like i guess analyze what exactly is there and mm-hmm. how it may change you like you know your lifestyle and you know all those things before yeah, like, getting into it a lot in like a serious like manner sure. right? and communication like you're saying is a huge part of uh addressing that but also like i think at the end of the day the most important thing a relationship is compatibility right it is having lifestyles values and personalities that that uh, actually fits together and makes each other's life better right uh, you know and uh it's understanding that and thinking through the differences that you guys have what you're willing to compromise on what you might have to compromise on uh, and if it happens to be something that's a, a non-negotiable for you, then you understand that okay, you're you're not gonna be compatible with that person, right? Like uh, it, that's that's called uh, you know the the cost is too much, right? The the risk is not worth the reward, right? So yeah, you just have to know, uh, think about it like you're saying about those type of things, how it it could affect your life. And uh, if you are at a point where you are seeing like, oh, oh my goodness, yeah, you know, spending a lot of time with my friends is important. And uh, and uh, I'm uh, not even seeing my friends, like, <laughs> you know, and, and then if you're, if you're that person and it's a big deal to you, then you have to kind of address that. Like, hey, uh, you know, if we're going to work together, I'm going to have to see my friends as well. You know, I'm not just going to not have that in my life. And either you could work that out. Or if you can, then it's not going to work, right? Where you understand that there's a middle ground where you see your friends more often than what you are now, mm-hmm. but at the same time, not quite as often as before. Like, you have to depend, it depends person to person on, on what they value, right? And uh, what mm-hmm. they're willing to compromise on, how much they're willing to compromise on those things. And certain things are going to be non-negotiable for you, and you're going to have to uh, know what those things are, right? So, like, for me very important thing uh, is uh my lifestyle right and some of those those things are are just like you know i i, I can't be with someone who rushes their meals right I, like that's just not gonna work for me i i, I gotta take some time sit down and, and eat it right like I, i'm not gonna change that right um so Deal breaker, bro. You eat too fast. You eat fast. You just can't be like rushing. You can't just be grabbing something and eating on the go. Like, bro, like, like, what is this, man? Like, just sit down, eat. Doesn't take that long, right? We're not saying we have like a full, like three, five, seven course meal, whatever, whatever, 
you want like just uh sit down and have a nice meal like yeah, yeah, Russian. like sense. it's it makes life so much better for me uh, i'm not gonna give that up uh, i mean also like you know if uh um if you're looking to go on late night drives i'm not a guy you know i want to be in bed like, like i'm not gonna be going out at night to do stuff like that you know like uh, if you want someone to smoke with you and that's really important to you well i'm also not gonna be that guy because uh, i'm not into that okay so like you just have to understand the things that uh, are non-negotiable for you the things that you're willing to compromise on and seeing and communicating what the what the values are what the lifestyle are how the personality fits right and uh, if all those things uh could be compatible right if they're obvious kind of incompatibility then obviously you don't see uh, that being worth the time commitment right like you gotta at least have have some promise there in terms of those uh, important values where uh, you're like, okay, I would like to get to know, know them more because uh, these things line up. And then, like you're saying, Raymond, it's very important to realize kind of early on uh, some of the things that you, you kind of have to address, right? Because uh, it's not going to be perfect, right? Uh, but, yeah, like, there's just so many things to consider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Alrighty, yeah, yes, sir. highlights up. <sighs> I remember I had a good highlight. Oh yeah, Father's Day for me is Father's Day for sure. Yeah, it was good. Had a nice meal with Dad. I was good. It's kind of the big one. Otherwise, uh, yeah. I had a bit of a cold. Yeah. Almost done now. Yeah. So I took the week off from climbing, but I uh, should be back nice. at it this week. Might even do some parkour. I don't know if you care to join us this time. Hopefully yeah. it's in uh, Cloverdale. Yeah. Uh, there's it's a good Cloverdale chance of it's in Cloverdale at a decent time. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Bad, bad, bad. All right. How about you, that's, uh, that's it for oh. me. Oh. Oh, actually, hold on. I just had, I just, yeah, I just, uh, it's been five Ooh. years since I started working at this uh, one, that's, uh, at the gymnastics center. Yes, sir. Great, five man. years. It's that's, uh, that's a long time. Okay. Damn. Yeah, yeah, it feels weird. I'm one of the senior coaches now. Yeah, you're going to be the owner one day, bro. Damn, yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm rise too much work. Holy. I couldn't imagine. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, congrats, bro. But hey, yeah, congrats, you know, That's man. also a risk-to-reward thank you, thank you. thing, you know. You understand yeah, it's too much work and uh, the rewards that come from it and not worth it. <laughs> the rewards are pretty good, man. <laughs> well, I you said it's too much work, bank. bro. <laughs> I got paid back. It was class of that shit. Yeah, it's too much work so, for yeah, me. The, the rewards are great, but still not worth it because it's too much work. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You could always apply it, man. Always there you apply go. it. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Raymond. Always. Uh, probably just um, seeing good old friend, 
haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, barbecue, pretty nice, pretty nice. Um, yeah, meeting a lot of nice, like a lot of cool people, pretty chill. New um, laptop. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very yeah, nice. yeah, got my new laptop now. Oh yeah, it's, dude, it's pretty hype. I, uh, mm. I, it's a big difference. Like it is drastic. Um, yeah, I'm quite surprised I haven't made the change. Yeah. I mean, you've earlier, thought about but it, but I'm glad I made it. <laughs> I now. remember you bring it up multiple times. It's yeah, it's good to see oh, it finally yeah. happen. Yeah, and you got a really good, you got a good laptop, sir very nice yes sir fantastic specs yeah i'm uh, pretty happy about the purchase mm-hmm. um and what it can do so yeah and it's it's nice light and um damn like pretty thin so mm-hmm. uh, for school work and stuff it's gonna yeah. be pretty chill just bring it as well it's not a big hassle but yeah i uh Looking forward to uh, spending <laughs> another seven years with this machine. <laughs> no, you that's know? awesome. But yeah. Glad to hear that. Uh, I guess for me, uh, yes, sir. You know, I, I think going downtown was a highlight for sure. I, uh, you know, I went downtown last week by myself. I, I went to uh, the Greek for happy hour. Had a couple of Afro spreads and had their calamari very good very good stuff and then i met up with daniel after uh he got off work we went to get ramen together along with his co-worker actually uh pretty cool guy nice it was nice meeting him uh, actually graduated from western like me but quite a while back i think he graduated the summer when we graduated high school so right before i went to western so just miss him yeah, he did a oh, second did degree at UBC back. for Kamsai, uh, right? So what Daniel is doing now, yeah. Uh, other example oh, wow. of someone who uh, figured out what they wanted to do later, right? Sometimes it just takes longer. And uh, when you do, you know, commit to it, man. Yeah, it, it, the same program I did. Wait, what was his first degree? Well, not exact same. I mean, medical sciences, but he, I oh, think yeah. he said he did physiology like of- and something. Where I was a uh, biochemistry and cell bio, but it's the same uh, degree, same degree. And he's he's yeah. okay. He graduated. Is he, is he, he just graduated this year he's with not me. Gonna do anything but from UBC, from yeah. Kamsa. Well, just because the thing with uh, the thing with STEM is that, like, from what I've heard, it's it's really beneficial having computer science. I don't know if he's gonna do anything with with uh, that type of stuff. The way. Going. No, I, I think it's just With doing the, gen- the no? comp side yeah. the, the, you know, thinking... what you would expect from comp side <laughs> yeah that makes sense yeah I think see I'm really considering taking some be comp side courses maybe even seeing if I can get something mm-hmm. else in it too because for neuroscience I mean I mean come on bro with all the imaging technologies and whatnot that you're going to have to work with if you're in the field that makes it makes sense yeah, that you would yeah. need quite a bit of computer science to be able to like process that data, image mm-hmm. it, all that sure. jazz, you know? Uh, I, like I think it also applies to kind of uh, the so, data yeah. aspect, right? Because uh, data is always going to be a part when it comes to uh, yeah. research. So 
you know, having having the compsci skills necessary, especially data focused skills, uh, it's going to be very beneficial overall for STEM. In fact, there are specific jobs and programs dedicated to that, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and uh, every undergrad has yeah. to take a basic uh, stats for for STEM kind of course so where you use uh, yeah. computer programs. Yeah, it was it was weird for my program. I probably complained about it on the podcast at some point about yeah. the stats course. Just it was pretty tough. Um, but but I was looking at the requirements for my uh, program or whatever to get into it. I think I, mm-hmm. I would end up having to yeah. take it anyways at some point, so it's not a big deal. But I could have taken a psychology course instead, which is like, I mean, if I have to pick between <laughs> taking a psychology course and a stats course, yeah. I mean, I know which mm-hmm. one's going to be easier, that's for sure. So, yeah. But I didn't realize I could... It could have taken yeah, a psychology I, I think that's a, a part of you gotta yeah. <laughs> see your options a bit more clearly, bro. <laughs> I don't regret taking this. Yeah, I don't regret taking this stats yeah, course. I, though, I mean, you know, sure. it was good. It, it makes sense why, but at the same time, a huge part of uh, risk to reward kind of decision making is also actually knowing uh, the different options you have, right? You kind of have to look at the different options, see yeah. the risk and reward for each. When you're only looking at one option that doesn't benefit you nearly as much, you kind of have to consider all the help, you know. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a nice way to tie this episode together and uh, finish it off. And uh, yeah, I guess on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening. And we'll be yeah. back next week for another episode of the Young and Foolish Podcast.